you doing, Peter? If you're doing this, man. Why? Why are you thanking me? I don't know. Are we on? Yeah. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> we have much to discuss. All right. Did you watch the game? I watched the game, Peter. How you doing, buddy? It's amazing we won. Is it amazing we won? Why is it amazing we won? Talk to me. What were, you, what were your... How'd you feel during the game? How do you feel a few hours later now? Walk me through I it. think our team is fantastic at all facets of basketball, except shooting. Tonight, shooting. Sometimes shoot. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I think I was much more bearish on the team shooting than you were. Um, even when we were blowing out teams by 50, I just, like the first half of, of well, who do we play, Princeton? I just they, they didn't look like a very good team, and then the second half, of course, they looked ridiculously good, and um, that on off, you know, may, maybe a lot of things were going on in December, but against very good teams, you can't do that. Texas Tech, if they just shot a little bit better, can't do what? Shoot poorly? Um, I felt like they they were flat in a lot of first halves, and I and I feel like, yeah, shooting is shooting is is a liability. Yeah, I mean, even the best shooting... I'm not saying we're the best shooting team, but even... But our defense? The best wow. shooting teams... Wow. <laughs> even the best shooting teams have cold nights. Yeah, of so, course. Of but course, we're, we're not the best shooting okay. team. Okay. I think we're a pretty good shooting Let team. Let me just call a timeout immediately. Yeah. I want to say in the last five games, we've started off like 0-10, 0-7, and 0-14 shooting threes. So that's not... It's not a, you know... Oh, every once in a, once every three weeks we're gonna have an off shooting night. This is uh, I think this is a trend. Uh, I guess I don't know the stats. Do you know what we're shooting from three as a team? Yeah, like thirty two percent. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's not not that it's great. Not, uh, it's not incredibly awful, but it's yeah. that's actually pretty bad. Also, at, at halftime, I was like, R.J. Barrett is gonna shoot us out of some games a lot this year. That guy has the biggest green light I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, we're shooting uh, 32.4% from three so far this season. I think we're probably running pretty bad, especially, you know, especially considering... Uh, I mean, come on, when when Zion winds up to take a three... Well, let me just ask you. You know it's going to be not well, great. Well, let me ask you. And yeah, RJ Barrett shooting thirty two percent from three yeah. so far. Do you expect that to improve or get worse over the season, or stay the same? What's he shooting from the free throw line? Like 65? Do You think he's performing at, above, or below his expectation from three? Just give me a quick answer. I think it's pretty close. All right, Zion shooting sixteen percent from three. <laughs> Is he gonna? I is want that, him to stop shooting threes. That's what I want. <laughs> well, is he shooting? Is he shooting below expectation? He's, I mean, he's sort of like Draymond Green. They should just completely play off him and just and just bait him to shoot threes. Uh, Cam Reddish is shooting thirty five percent. He can have the green light. Okay. Trey Jones shooting thirty one point eight percent. I don't it, love it when he shoots threes. It seems to me that all of these guys, yeah, are going to regress to the mean a little bit, and that's going to bring their their averages up. I think they're better shooters overall than they've shown. But, yeah, but your, what, your, what, point, what is, your point's not what, wrong. What is your optimism We're based not, on? Uh, just just the, the way their shot mechanics look. 
you know, from the, the sample I've seen. The three threes that Zion has made has looked beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and he airballed one tonight. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's fine. <clears throat> uh, I don't want to get too stuck on the shooting, but yeah, we yeah. shot very, very poorly. Every other tonight. facet of basketball, <laughs> they are like an A+. Plus. I don't know that they're an A plus in every facet of basketball, but they are. We are very, very talented all around. Cam Reddish is really struggling. He yeah. He basically was benched most of most of the second half, not because of foul trouble, just because Jack White's better. Just because other guys are playing better, but Coach oh. K put him in back in the, at the end, partly because Zion fouled out. Yeah. But but not completely. You know, he. he he got looks, he got usage towards the end, and he actually made made a few good plays. Yeah. But overall, he, Cam doesn't seem like he's not... His confidence is a little... is not... He's not as good a ball handler as I yeah. expected. It's, it's worrisome. And his, his in-between game, he gets stuck. I mean, everybody... Turns him all over a lot. Yeah, he's, he's turned him And in this particular game, he yeah. and RJ, and even Zion, like Zion more so, because I sort of expect a... A high variance decision making type of thing from both RJ and Cam, but Zion also had a ton of turnovers. Like all three of them didn't make the best decision. They were a little out of control. They were making poor yeah. passes, poor entry passes. Poor, well, like I think Zion's different. I think Zion. It was kind of strange. Like like one of his turnovers was a pass off his hands, but it was a terrible pass. One of his, I, there were a number of terrible passes. One of his turnovers was very early where he threw the ball in the break right between RJ and, and Trey, and it was sort of a weird He wasn't moment. committed to the pass. Yeah, and yeah. and one of them, like the ball, I don't know, he was posting up, and the ball seemingly bounced off his hands. I'm not sure what happened there. And then, of course, the offensive fouls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and I thought I thought Zion's offensive fouls were the least Least of the I don't, I don't mind good it at calls. All. Yeah, I mean, probably uh, two of them could have been taken taken away. Yeah, but like poor calls. RJ and Cam, they were guilty of those offensive fouls each time. Yeah, uh, I thought they were good calls. I didn't, I didn't think like the refs were were doing anything wrong. They actually called it pretty consistently on both ends. Yeah. Um, they we clearly made an adjustment in the second half. RJ made an adjustment to pull up a little earlier. Yeah, and and attack the basket instead of. Um, Hoisting threes. Yes, that and, right. and... He was probably told, attack the basket. Yeah, but in terms of shooting us out of the game, I'm good with RJ taking good shots as often as he wants. I mean, I don't love the, the threes early in the shot clock when we could yeah. probably find a better opportunity and then settle for that shot. Cam as well, same kind of thing. Right. Because they can kind of get their shot off whenever. Yeah. Um, but RJ, you know... It flashes back to the Gonzaga game in a, in a high-pressure game where, like, he he clearly wants to be the guy, right? He's going to well, take the most shots, and he's the leader. It's not that he wants to be. He is the guy. He is the guy. He is the guy. No but, one else is shooting a lot. It's yeah, him. Well, I've noticed in both games, and this game I noticed more because I was looking for it, that he just missed opportunities to, to kick mid-drive yes. before... Trying to power through a double team, yeah. there there were clear opportunities to be hit pause like I did five or six times during the game. You would have seen the pass and a lot of open corner threes. Yes, correct. One guy did that late in the game. Cam Reddish penetrated, drew the defense, kicked, kicked. out to uh, Jack White for a wide open three. Um, 
I, I just wish and Zion I, I wish RJ would do that because he draws so much attention. I mean, he's literally fighting through a double triple team when he should be able to visualize how things are going to open up. Twenty two shots, one assist. It's an issue. It's an issue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I agree with I'm you. I'm not hating on the guy. I like RJ I, I love a lot. him as a player. But we yeah. both agree we would love it if, <laughs> if if he would just tighten up the shot selection. If he takes great shots, that's 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 great. But he should also know he's going to draw so much defensive attention when he attacks the basket. He should be able to visualize openness. Things are going to open up for your teammates. And yeah, he can actually create more of that openness by. Driving with the intent to pass. He's with, only driving with the intent to score. Exactly. I don't think he ever has the intent to drive and weigh his options. I don't think that's a thought in his head. He's like never. He's just relentless. He's a relentless yeah. scorer. That's probably, yeah. But he's going to need, eventually, he will learn, of course, in the NBA. But I'd love for him to learn sooner than that while he's at Duke to. Pen- U- utilize. Utilize that. Yeah, utilize that, that unique ability to penetrate. In order to to create offense for others, not just himself, and I think we're going to see it, you know. But we didn't see it tonight, and I wish we had a little little bit. Um, Zion actually had a late game drive where he, before he fouled out, where he did kick it out to Alex O'Connell, and O'Connell made a quick pass over to Jack White in the corner. Yeah, I thought that was one of that was one of the classiest possessions that we had in terms of team ball movement. Okay. Uh, and it came off of that same kind of instinct. Zion obviously had it in mind if he's going to get the double to look out for teammates. Uh, I thought Zion actually yeah. played a great game. I, I feel like Zion <laughs> Zion can actually see play offensive plays develop as it happened. No, not only as it ha- happens, but before. Right. Right. I feel like RJ not only gets tunnel vision in terms of I'm going to attack and I'm going to finish off this play. But I still stick to what I said last time. I, I feel like he really only wants to pass other five-star guys. You know, like I feel like he's he views four-star guys as a little bit below. Like they, <laughs> they shouldn't get the ball. I mean, you laugh, but I, no, if, I if you watch it. him play, he will tonight. not even look at a wide-open four-star guy. He looks for Cam. He looks for Cam. He looks for Zion. He looks for Trey. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. It's yeah, That seems to be the case, but... I, I imagine that I'm hoping that will change as well. Yeah. Uh, how about Trey Jones? Okay. Who are the guys on this team that you love? Obviously, Trey. I love Trey and I Zion love, as love, players. Yes. I love their spirit, their competitiveness. I love RJ Barrett's fire and his relentlessness as well. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and I I love Jack White. I mean, the way he's playing, it's incredible. Those are the three guys I love on this squad. A lot of the other guys I like a lot, but Trey Jones, Zion Williamson, and Jack White. Trey, it, it, first of all, in the first two months of the season, I thought it was just Coach K with his typical coach speak comparing Trey Jones to Wojo, Tommy Amaker, Chris Duhon, um, and that the, kind of on-ball ball pressure. And we just heard him in the post-game press conference, yeah. which opened up the pod today. Talk, compare him directly to Chris Duhon's on the ball defense, Wojo, Hurley, the best, Amaker. Yeah. Amaker is probably the best. Um, before my time. Yeah. But, but he, he I, I didn't realize dude, this at he, first. He, but tore to, up, yeah. he tore up that, that little good fifth it year was, senior guy. It was actually sort of ridiculous what he did to him. Yeah, he had him, he had him just like completely out of sorts. 
There were six steals, I guess. Yes. But it seemed like more than that. More more plays more affected. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was it was incredible. It really was. <laughs> He's, I and mean, the, the defense. The defense is really playing. Team defense super is often. Well. I, I love how Jack White always stays in front of his guys. He never bites on the first couple of shot fakes, and then when he actually does bite, it's usually a shot. And his uh, block percentage is actually pretty high. I mean, Jack White is playing great. RJ seems pretty fierce, but I don't think he quite has. Um, he's missing rotations on defense. And yeah, he's, he's he's sometimes in a position to help. At the basket, and doesn't think that's his job, perhaps. But he, he could do a little better. He does compete on the perimeter yeah. with guys. Yeah. It's not like guys are beating RJ off the dribble. Yeah, you know. But as a team defender, as a help defender, I don't know that he's like a big weak link, but he's a small weak link in terms of being being willing and able to step up. Yeah. But how does he have any energy left, given how many shots he takes? <laughs> <laughs> we got so many guys, and he plays every minute. By the way. Yeah. How about Zion on the defensive boards? How about... And blocking. I mean, our, our guys are blocking shots. <laughs> yeah. Our guys are stealing passes. Um, we're contesting. I mean, we, we didn't shoot great. Texas, ja- Texas Jabin, Tech didn't Jabin shoot played great. a really active defensive game. Really... You know uh, Javin Delore is going to sh- establish a record for field goal percentage? Because he only dunks. It's like 82%. <laughs> Yeah, no, Javin is 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 not taking a lot off the table. Yeah, he he's, you know, he had one moving screen. It wasn't his fault. RJ RJ left before he got he got still. Um, I don't think RJ wants screens, <laughs> but let's we'll talk about that later. Uh, <clears throat> the defense, the team defense, seems committed, motivated. Leads to easy buckets. Yeah. I think Seth Greenberg made a comment at halftime. We had maybe tw- oh, 29 points, and 25 of the 29 came on fast break or, you know, transition yeah. offense. Our and, half court. Our just, yeah. Offense our half court offense terrible was terrible in the first half. Terrible. It, it was terrible, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're great defensively. You know, They are real they, good defensively, they, but. We were pretty bad. We were really bad in the first half. Really bad. The bottom line is. They don't run a lot of stuff on offense because we just rely on these guys creating off the dribble one-on-one. Trey Jones, RJ, Zion. I mean, we run clever spacing to free up the court for them to do that. Yeah. But I don't understand why Zion isn't running pick and pick rolls. And, and isn't, yeah. isn't screening and cutting. Screening and diving. You know, yeah. in those situations, it just seems like we're one step removed from executing a little more offense and maybe they haven't had the practice time with exams uh, I really would like to see some wrinkles thrown in Jack White, Delorier, Bolden they're screening yeah. but they're all limited in terms of how dynamic an offensive weapon they are as a screener I mean Zion's a freaking brick house so he should be a very effective screener and he he gets to the basket in two steps from anywhere on the court, anywhere in the, on the offensive side of the court. Yeah. So I, I would love to see it. Uh, I imagine it's going to come in one form or another because how could it not? Be- because we have great coaches. They're going to coach them <laughs> up. Well, was Coach K.L. coach tonight again? Um, Did you feel that way? 
Usually we feel that way in these kind of close games. Like no, not, not really. I thought he adjusted. Um, the other team was very well. I, I, actually, I actually found myself... Um, I, love, I love their second half offensive adjustments. Ours? Know, yeah. Yeah, attack the basket. I think he told do, RJ... Do what you're to, good at. Yeah. It's not shooting threes. It's attacking the basket. Move the ball. You know, the defense has to adjust when you move the ball. Um, I was actually... Don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> I actually found myself rooting a little bit for Texas Tech because... Chris Beard is a Bobby Knight disciple who also um, coached Coach K and was you know largely responsible for how he is. And Texas Tech is sort of like you know Indiana back in the day and Duke back in the day. You know, gritty man-to-man defense, slowing down the pace, ball movement, being smart, um, and not just relying on five-star talent. You know, because it just seems like you know we brick. Shot after shot after shot. And They're relying on fifth-year senior transfers, grad transfers, grad transfers a which bunch. is a really cool strategy. This it's, is it's an, an, this an interesting an strategy. Yeah, they well, it's necessary what? for them. They can't get the guys we get, right? You know, yeah. and they got a guy, Zaire Smith, who like became this really great player last year, and he left. Yeah, they had another <laughs> good guy. Uh, I want to say Golden State probably drafted him. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but they they had a very good team last year. They lost a bunch. Yeah. They're back. They they reloaded with these transfer players, and it's I think it's very clever. I really enjoyed watching them play basketball. I thought they played really well as a team. They played. Uh, they played we, great. They're, I mean, they're we, we they're, beat a very good team tonight. Yeah, their strategy yeah. going in they're was to to rely on their defense, slow down the game, try to reduce the number of possessions, and maybe you get lucky. Maybe Duke has a poor poor shooting night. Well, they clearly were coached. They probably generally take charges, but they clearly were coached on the tendencies of our biggest ball handlers, especially RJ. Yeah, and they 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 played it really well. Yeah, they played they played help defense well, and um, yeah, I I was impressed by them. I wasn't rooting for them. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean. I always sort of root for a close game or an interesting okay. game a little bit. We are we are <laughs> we are the evil empire. <laughs> they're the they're the little engine that could. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And also like it's probably like um I recently watched the the Bobby Knight thirty for thirty. If you haven't watched it, it's an excellent watch. And then just seeing all the Bobby Knight connections. What do you want me to say? I had a little tiny piece of me rooting for uh Chris Beard and uh Texas Tech. So, I was I was happy for them. They played well. They represented well. But I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Zion. Yes. Uh, I just obviously Trey. Trey was sort of the difference maker in like the flow of the game. He just played strong throughout. The defense was crucial, yeah. important, and we don't win the game without Trey. But while Zion was on the court. You know, he had a few turnovers, but I just thought he was incredible tonight. Like, every time he touched the ball on defense, affecting, really affects the entire chessboard on defense. You know, and and, and and we're on defense? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I don't like about Zion is sometimes he's not actively involved in the offense. And we have him standing outside the three-point line, and, like, RJ's doing his thing. And I I wish Zion was just a little more active, but, yeah, I mean, I mean... We're still early in the season, and we've already sort of, like, we're taking him for granted maybe, but it's hard to do. Every play he makes just 
these rebounds, just these leaps, they're incredible, dude. I can't the, the, get over the, the, it. The leaping rebounds, the leaping blocks, uh, <laughs> the leaping, uh, clearly alley oops, dunks. Um, I mean, how good was he tonight? They were. If he's not in foul trouble, we, the, the game's not as not as close. Um, you know. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. So, bow down to Zion. Jack White and Trey. Had, Jack Jack White's playing has played incredible the whole season. Yeah. Uh, they they should they should instruct know, the guys to get him the ball more, like like Cam did it. It, it seemed like it was intentional when he did it. Well, he took three shots. RJ, RJ they were all three pointers, and he made that a lot. Made two of them. Yeah, yeah, they should be looking. They should be to looking to do that as but, the play. Well, no, no doubt that corner three, that Jack White corner three, has been the most efficient shot uh, that the team takes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm at, well, I guess jabbing, jabbing putback dunks, but you know, out of the half court offense, for the first thing they could, there's never a turnover on a Jack White three. Right, and he shoots, uh, you know, shooting thirty eight percent this year. So his defense, also, sh- his defense and rebounding are also really, really good. You know, he he's, yeah. he's he's very rarely fooled on the defensive end. I think his teammates have said he when he gets on the floor, he says, "Look, I want to guard the best guy." Against Gonzaga, he was up going up against Rui Hachimura. Well, he picked he's up a, Culver yeah. down the stretch. Culver was pretty amazing in the first half. Culver got by him on one drive down in the end, where yeah. Dick Vitale sort of called the shot. I, then, I thought Dick Vitale was banned from uh, calling Duke games. Banned? Yeah. He's just old. He doesn't call that many games anymore. I, I think thought he works, he, he works less I think games. he got banned. They probably threw him a bone because, you know, he's retiring and he was promoting his book, it seemed like, for the majority of the game. Uh, Dick, Dick's just... I don't think Dick's as active as he used to be. Yeah? Yeah. Did you ever, um, did you, ever you know, carry him while he crowd-surfed at Cameron back in the day? No. I remember no. having my hand on Dick Vitale's ass. At, you know, as as he floated by me and my group, he he, he was to, he was much bigger back then. He used to get on top of that like press <clears throat> table and let the crazy. He loved Cameron Indoor. He he would let us sort of crowd surf him ar- around. Like when I was a freshman sophomore, he must have been really hurt when ESPN told him you can't call any more two games. I I don't like hearing Dick Dick call the games that often, but it is nice once in a while to hear his voice. Because I think he's a sweet guy, and um, has done a lot for college basketball. Yeah. Um, Marquis Bolden, mm, six minutes, kind of, kind of look fumbly. Yeah. Uh, you know, like balls, like his hands didn't look great tonight. He did block. He's still a shot or two. I, I still like. I mean, he's in there swatting shots. Um, did he play a minute in the second half? I am not sure. I don't think he did. Um, he must be a little upset. I feel kind of bad. I was calling for his minutes to be limited. I didn't expect this so quickly. Like he was starting four games ago, three games ago. Yeah, but I, I, I played six minutes and outside outside of this game, I think his minutes are about the same. Like even I mean, when maybe, he started, it's not like he was playing twenty five minutes. He was playing high teens. Well, maybe um, it's like a strategic, you know, a particularly bad matchup they thought for him in this game, kind of like... It's not quick enough and they're not particularly big. But there's been two very close games lately against Gonzaga and against Texas Tech and basically got played off the well, court or Coach K just decided he didn't yeah. belong on the court. Against Gonzaga, it, 
seemed very clear that Mark Few wanted to target him on um, on switches. I noticed it a little bit early in this game. In this game? Yeah. Yeah, just just once, and I thought, oh, are they going to do it to him too? But before they could, Coach K pulled him, and he didn't really play anymore. I don't think it was yeah. because of yeah. that. I think I think he just felt like the team needed energy, and Jack White and Javin and this provide even more even energy. Even O'Connell got a decent number of minutes. And, yeah, and more we minutes also, than Bolden. We're also playing from behind. Yeah, I mean, Which Bolden case, played 26 against Kentucky in, in the first game, and and, and played. But Kentucky has incredible size. He played 20 minutes in in most of the games, most of the first 10 games. In, uh, not, or, I'm sorry. Most, uh, let's see. Out of the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, he played 20 minutes in uh, five of the eight games, and since then he's played 12, 12, 15, and six. So, uh, you know, his role has been reduced. Yeah, he's coming I mean, off the bench. We talked about this last time. He, he's just not a great fit for a squad that has trouble shooting from the outside. You know, he, it's he's not a plus on a team that can't shoot. Yeah. That has troubleshooting. Um, but really good win. Really good win. I mean... I thought it was pretty fantastic. A lot of gut checks in that game. We were down yeah. six, eight points I, for good thought, stretches of that second half. I felt half. like Trey, at, at certain moments, said, I'm going to help this team. I'm going to carry the team. I thought RJ, at a, cer- at a certain point in the second half, said, I'm going to carry the team. And they brought us back. Like they were, RJ they, made they winning were, plays yeah, on the stretch. There too. were multiple danger moments in the second half where right. they could extend to like a double-digit uh, deficit. And the way we were shooting the ball, I wouldn't have loved our chances. But each time, one of these two guys really stepped up and you know led the way. Yeah, that was good. It was a good learning experience. I feel like for the, for the squad, the, apparently the atmosphere at Madison Square Garden was incredible. There were a lot of celebrities, a lot I, of pro athletes out I there. I didn't expect so many Texas Tech fans. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that either. I mean, when they when they panned out to the audience, saw mostly red. There was chants. You could hear the yeah. chants during the game. Yeah, you know. uh, we did eventually hear "Let's Go Duke." <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, it was a uh, it was a good experience. Uh, just like Maui, I'm glad they're getting these reps. I'm glad they're they're. They're experiencing pressure. I'm glad things aren't always going perfectly well. Uh, but I'm also glad we won the game. I don't want to lose any more games. I want these, these guys to win, win, every, win every game, you know, unlike you. This team's going to lose <laughs> a decent number of games. Yeah, we probably are going to lose a few times. North Carolina beat Gonzaga uh, Did you watch last week. I watched a little bit. Their point guard is, is awesome. They look really good. Kobe White looks awesome, and they're... Five-star guy who's... Nasser Little actually didn't play he, that well, One, incredible. he doesn't start, yeah. and he doesn't get more than 20 minutes. Roy Williams insane for not starting him. They're going to start him in a few weeks, I'm sure. I don't think... I, I mean, he has a very I, good starting lineup. I, listen, I hope he... And, 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 hope he only plays 15 and, minutes against and Roy us. Roy Williams has established in the past, like Ed Davis and Marvin Williams, like these five-star guys, he doesn't start all of them. And it's sort of weird because... I feel like Nasser Little was the first blue chip, truly blue chip guy he's gotten in the last six or seven years. You would think he wouldn't want to send the wrong message, but I like that. I like that Royal Williams is sticking to his guns. He's got his way of doing things. Uh, and he got rewarded with a ridiculous eight-year contract. I mean, the guy's over 70. He's, he's pulling like a Dean Smith here. You know, he's treating a freshman like a freshman yeah. a little bit. 
And like the famous joke about the only guy that could hold D- Michael Jordan under 20 points a game was Dean Smith. Um, that was a little bit of their system. They used to run the four corners, you know, like maybe not in the 80s, but, uh, you know. Yeah, Nass- but Nasser Little uh, was supposed to go right after RJ in terms of the NBA draft projections. Now he's probably slipped out. I don't know. I, th- I, I think he's still a top five guy. I'm curious to know if Cam Reddish's performance will be hurting his draft, st- yeah, so, st- draft I mean, stock. It sort of has to, right? It's an extended slump. I feel like he should be so much better, but... It's not just the of, shooting. Of man. the things that I've yeah. read about him coming in preseason, it was like, you know, this guy has a beautiful shot, he's so smooth, but he lacks a little heart, he lacks a little energy, he lacks a little feistiness, and it's sort of borne out over the first 10, 11 games, 12 games. Um, he should play so much better. He's been a pretty, like all things considered, he's been like a relatively uh, ineffective player on the offensive end except for sometimes when he's hot from three. Right. He's not really accomplishing a lot more on the offensive end. He he gets steals and deflections and he's a good defensive player and we saw after he... uh, after he picked up that that last charge, he stole the ball from the inbounder like right away. Yeah, you know that was yeah. a pretty cool. Play. But also in the, in the previous game against Princeton, he just literally muscled the ball away from somebody, outletted. Dude, that was and a bust. It was, it was a pretty yeah. It was that a pretty was a bust. bust play. Yeah. Dude, that was sick. Yeah. He um he definitely has the physical yes. capability yeah. of, of you know so yeah. look if you're six foot eight, seven two wingspan with a great three point three point stroke. And a lot of, but he was supposed to be this highly versatile Swiss Army knife, and hasn't. I mean, he's clearly not lived up to expectations so far. His, I, I want to think back to like Brandon Ingram struggled a little bit heading into this stretch of. I'd love to play. compare him to Brandon Ingram, but Brandon Ingram, even when he wasn't shooting well, was sort of a baller on offense, like a team, like like he had an understanding of the game on offense. That was advanced, even when he was missing shots. Okay. Cam seems like a. It may just he's, be he's like a little lost in the shuffle. Yeah, maybe it's but small and, sample and then, size. And then he presses a little bit when he does have the ball. Doesn't seem like have a real good feel for the game on offense. Seems, at least seems not a, a bit out of control at times. Yeah, he um, just gets caught in no man's land. He doesn't. His handle isn't as smooth as I thought it might. It would be. Yeah. Um, but the last few times we've met, we've always been like, ah, it's just a little mini slump, he'll get out of it. It's a little mini slump, he'll get out of it. The shooting, it's maybe. Sort of, it's, but, it's sort of extending yeah. farther out than we'd like. and you know, I sort of thought he might have an all-court game a la Mike Dunleavy, you know, in my imagination. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he was smooth, but Dunleavy could really pass the ball. Uh you know, and he was a streaky shooter as well. He was long, yeah. sort of a similar height, maybe a little taller by the time he left. But um, yeah, Dun- Dunleavy also as a freshman probably we're remembering the sophomore junior year. Dunleavy, I think as a freshman he had some you know growing pains as well. Yeah, just like I agree, just like all these guys. Yeah, and it's it's you know obviously there aren't that many guys that are ready to score over twenty a game like an RJ Barrett as a true freshman, and Zion's like a, a space alien. Yeah. So we went through our top freshman ever list. You know, it's looking like RJ and Zion are going to be very high on that list. 
And Z- Trey is going to be up Zion, up Zion will be there. Ar- RJ. <laughs> but Cam, Cam is looking like he is not going to be on that list. But I'm hoping he turns it around. Yeah. He's got the whole ACC season in front of him. RJ's There's, usage you know, rate is frightening. It is. It's frightening. Yeah. I mean, he gets four assists a, a game, but I, I I'm feel good. like it's because he gets he has the ball yeah. so often. And his assists are not really assists. They're just, you know. Passes? Yeah, you know, not all they must assists be assists. They must you know, be some assists are more valued assists than other assists. Well, he just has the ball in his hand so much. He's going to pass yeah. sometimes. And, sometimes and then somebody's going to hit, hit, hit a jump shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, assists are, all, are one of these categories that, like, really don't mean anything when you think about it too hard. Like, every every play is different. Um, and rebounds as well. Like, what's the difference? Who gets the rebound if three guys are just waiting for it, you know? Like, there's certain basketball counting statistics that don't really seem that important. But what's clear is Cam Cam can get better. Yeah. There's a lot of room for growth here. And we're performing this well with him probably playing the worst version of himself that he can. Yeah. Um, so, that, you know, the ACC season is going to afford a lot of opportunity to, to, to see the growth. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably end up measuring, like, the coaching staff's progress with this team largely based on how how they bring Cam Reddish along and you know because he's he's the still the question mark you know and whether they can get RJ Barrett to modify his game a little you know to be a little more team oriented in terms of finding open shooters on, on offense yeah um, and whether they can get Zion involved in more sets on offense um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad thing if he touched the ball almost every time. Yeah, he draws so much attention. Should we talk about the Princeton game for a minute? You mentioned that Cam Reddish rip. We talked about the fact they got off to a slow start and they just ran him out of the gym in the second half. Um, that was fun. It was fun yeah. to see him run him out of the gym, right? Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but so they were up twenty, the, then thirty, then forty, then fifty in like the, no time. The, the second half was exhilarating. The first, I want to say, 12 minutes... Were you frustrated? ...was tough to watch. Very tough to watch. I just... I felt like it... I felt like it was going to come. Like, I, 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 I'm less worried about this team than I have been about other Duke teams over the last few years. Just, it seems like at, at some point in the game, they really are going to roll. And even if they're missing shots for a little while, I feel like they're, they're just... They're too much. They're going to be too much for, for most almost every team they play. Um, now Princeton, obviously, Princeton was not a very good team, and they were really giving us a good matchup for twelve minutes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, they the, backdoored the Zion three close. times. Yeah, multiple people got backdoored. And did you ever? We did, couldn't. We couldn't hit a shot. Did you ever bet on a sixteen seed in the NCAA's and get like thirty five points and? They're only down five at halftime, and, and, you know, five minutes into the second half, they're only down, like, nine, and you're like, oh, this is a lock, and then they lose by 42. That's what that game felt like to me. Um, how about Zion hitting his head yeah, was, on the backboard? That was the most memorable play. Uh, I mean, it's, unbe- <laughs> it's unbelievable. Did- he, he, his, it's like he gets shot up in the air. He hits his head on the backboard blocking a shot. Incredible block. And then his tooth goes th- 
gets like knocked. Yeah, so I want to say he got elbowed in the face in a previous game. He lost a tooth there. He had to wear some type of mouth mouth guard, and then it was made worse by hitting his head. He like bit his tongue or something like that, and he was yeah. looking for blood out of his mouth. But and it's still bothering him tonight. Yeah, it look, it yeah. Like... The, the, he was he was sitting on the bench, and the cameras were on him, and he was you know fidgeting with his mouth. I mean, every Duke game is almost musty TV just to see what kind of freaky athletic thing Zion's going to do. My favorite play tonight from Zion was early, and it was after a Duke miss. Was it the three consecutive <laughs> offensive boards? And he he missed them all, but like... I love that play, he, too. He, uh, oh, you're talking about a different play? I'm talking about a play on the uh, offensive end, the other side of the court in the first half. Somebody just missed a shot. Zion wasn't in position for the rebound, and, like, the play was over. Yeah. And then he just somehow got over there and, like, swiped the ball, and they called it for Duke. They called it Duke ball yeah. at first, and they reversed the call after they conferred. But he was so fired up to make that play. Yeah. He was just, like, howling as if he had done a 720 double spin dunk in the air, and it was just a hustle play on defense. You know, there, there, that's there, what I love. There are two body language things for Zion I want to ask you about. What, one is when he does stuff like that on a dead ball situation, like he sort of struts around like he's a predator hunting his prey. You know, like he has that type of mindset where he's just like, he's got a certain strut to his walk where it looks like he's just a complete predator. I love that aspect about him. I love it when he has that mean face, mean mugging, like, game face on. I just love that. Well, it's great because it's all, it's mixed with a smile the next moment. And he's just got this zest for yeah. for basketball. And yeah. it's 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 infectious. The other guys must feel it. Like, even if you're playing against them, it's that kind of, like... Yeah, I mean, they all love playing with him for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do remember he was on the free throw line, and he was like, he smiled at somebody in the crowd, and he waved, and then he sank the free throw. He was great from the free throw line. The the other second the second body language thing about him is I love when he does some off-the-charts athletic play, and then he just makes it so nonchalant like it's nothing, you know? Like, it's either some chase down block or some amazing alley-oop and then it's a dead ball situation and he just like he just like he reacts as if it, as if he didn't do anything at all I just those are two things that I love to see every game I, I love I love that tonight when he fouled out yeah. he didn't throw a tantrum even even though it was he yeah, probably it was couldn't tell questionable he, call yeah, he, he probably couldn't tell because he's a little out of control it looked like a charge in real time when they looked slowed like it a, down yeah it was like, eh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he makes the basket. It was a super athletic play. He was fired up that he had made it. He was disappointed when it, when it was called the other way. But he didn't throw a tantrum. Yeah. He didn't argue with the refs. He went and sat down. Yeah. And then he just rooted his teammates on. Yeah. Like, not half-heartedly. Full-heartedly. Yeah, everything know? about him is competing and winning. Did you and, see him after the game with Jack White? They did this little... Kind of like routine. He was like just yeah. so psyched for how Jack White played on defense. Yeah, down the last two minutes because Black Jack, Jack White was had pretty him. locked down. I yeah, mean, he's... I just love to see Zion and him bond over that. Yeah, and just he wasn't down at all. He didn't get down on himself one bit for fouling out. Yeah, yeah, it was he's, great. He's got to be the ultimate teammate 
Um, also, when the camera pans to the bench, Cam Reddish is still pretty engaged as well, cheering on his teammates. Um, but he's been sitting a decent amount in stretch time, second half. I don't know yeah. if that continues, if, if his upbeat personality will continue. But these guys seem to all love each other and, and really be pulling for each other and, and being happy for each other. Yeah, it's really it's really refreshing. Cam only played twenty minutes tonight, but he hasn't he hasn't been playing like thirty thirty five every game. So, uh, I think he knows that he's going to be fine. I, he seems to have some some self self assuredness. Yeah, he, like he, big, came, he came he back into the game and, and, and wanted the, yeah he wanted the yeah. ball. He made some plays. Actually, that three he hit. I thought they were going to call another charge. On uh, on RJ would have been a bullshit call, but yeah, uh, yeah. Coach K said something ridiculous about how he was happy for Cam overcoming adversity, hitting this three. It's better for him than if he, quote unquote, had a good game and scored twenty points. It was a good, it was a good moment for him for sure. And it wasn't just that play. Yeah. He made he, yeah. he made another play before that that steal that was. Yeah, he's doing other things besides scoring, but he's he's supposed to be the best three point shooter on the team. And he's supposed to be getting the most looks. I mean, if he keeps shooting this poorly the rest of the season, obviously his, his draft stock will drop. But I think it's still an open question. You know, I think he'll shoot better. I think no matter what, he's going to be like a pretty decently high first-round pick. So I think all these guys, they, they just seem invested in playing with each other, experiencing this season as Duke players. It's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. What are your projections? For are you still really high on this team? Like it's only going to lose twice, three times. Yeah, I think there's a good chance they're only going to lose two or three games. Yeah, I think there's a chance they lose like four or five. A pretty decent chance they lose like four or five games. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance this team loses seven or more games. They're just too good. They're just too talented. Okay. You know, we haven't played any road games, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, we haven't done well on the road the last couple of years, but um, it's tough to win on the road. I'm, I'm a little, you know, I guess I'm a little concerned about the foul trouble issue, but uh, uh, not, I, I love I the. I don't really think so. I, I feel like yeah. Delorier is really the only one who has the most foul trouble per minute. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm ex- I, are you excited I, about the ACC season? Is that that's what's, yeah? That's there's what's there's next, a big right? break until our, our next game, January fifth. Got two weeks yeah. uh, off, and then they they open up the ACC against Clemson, home against Clemson. Let me let's just roll through it real fast, okay? Yeah. Home against Clemson. Just say. Say what? Win. Win. <laughs> win. Not sure. Okay. Like, is there a decent chance they lose that game, or is it like pretty good? You know. That's a win, home against Clemson. At Wake Forest, probably a win, right? Sure. This isn't that good a Wake team. Uh, then at FSU, ranked 11th. That's a game, obviously. Tough game. First really tough game in the ACC. <clears throat> that could be a loss. They go home against Syracuse, and then home against UVA. That would be a tough two games to win, but certainly possible. They're not going to lose them both, so... Maybe there's two games, two losses potentially out in those three games. That's like, I think Coach K is going to have him geared up for that three-game stretch. At FSU, home against Syracuse, and uh, home against UVA. Then they go to Pitt. It's a lock of a win. Then they're home against Georgia Tech. You think Pitt's that bad? 
Pitt's Pitt's better this year, but they're considerably better. Yeah, but they they don't have the kind of talent to compete with us. I don't think. Also, Coach Cable's going to do the right thing. <laughs> yes, Coach Cable. I don't think Coach Cable has a choice, so he'll kiss the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we needed Wojo's Marquette to beat South Carolina yeah. in the tournament. Then they're home against uh, the Rambling Wreck uh, at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's having a little bit of a down season, I think, but they're probably decent. That's a they, they that's lost a one of their key game. guys for the year. Home against St. John's. I don't know what happens every time they play St. John's, but I'm you, you still think about going to the Notre Dame game? I would love to go to the Notre Dame game. Yeah, home against St. John's and, and Boston College, and then they go on the road at Virginia at Louisville. So those are two tough games. So there's two tough stretches here before we get to the UNC part of the schedule. Um, then home against a state, NC State home against Carolina. You know, NC State just beat Auburn. Yeah. Uh, then UNC, Syracuse at Virginia Tech, Miami Wake at UNC. I guess. Yeah, Virginia know, Tech's gonna be tough. I think I think there's six or seven games in there that like you can circle on your calendar. Yeah. But, like, I don't think they're so, going to lose other games. So, six or seven games against top teams. On the road. I mean, They're that's, not all that's, on the that's, road. That's, that's they're not key. all on the road. Yeah, I get that. They got, um, they got four tough road games. But... Listen, I think, you know, I think... I'm actually very, very curious to see what the ceiling is for this squad. But I just think it's too early. I mean, Dick Vitale in the first half, he's, he's comparing this team with an... A one Duke team that was a quote unquote all time great team. I just don't like talking like that just yet because even though we've beaten, we, we've played and, and beaten four what top fifteen squads or top twenty five squads, we still haven't gone on the road. We still struggle shooting. Um, we haven't earned shit yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I just right? of course I, I they like just I would, have to earn it. I would like it if this yeah. team only lost two or three more additional games, but it wouldn't shock me if. They lost five or six just because yeah. history should teach us something. Well, we got those seven tough games in the ACC. Yeah. We got the ACC tournament yeah. and the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So obviously you can lose two games in those tournaments. Right. Right? Out of those seven <clears throat> tough games, I think they're likely to win four to six. Right? To, to Depend- lose, lose four to six? Win four, four to six of those seven games. Those seven tough okay, games. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. So my opinion is yeah. they'll win five or six of those games. Sounds like your opinion is they they might only win three or four, maybe five of those games, but you don't think there's any chance they win all seven, or not much of a chance. Listen, not, it it wouldn't shock me if they yeah. won sixteen and zero. I wouldn't be okay. that shocked. I'd be, shocked, I'd be surprised. This is a tough schedule. I, I just I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big liability. And they're young. They're very young. Their shooting is a pretty big liability. Yeah. Um, like, what's the ceiling on a team that can't shoot? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's accurate to say they can't shoot. Uh, but you know, oh eight oh eight Memphis squad. Remember Derek Rose, Chris Douglas Roberts, Joe Dorsey. Great team, but they couldn't shoot, and they couldn't shoot from the free throw line, and it cost them. Come on, man! If they they hit like one extra free throw, they win the national championship. But that's and, the whole point. That was that was their Achilles heel the whole season, and they would just consistently miss free throws down the stretch. And yeah. then John Calipari blamed God after the game. God didn't want us to win the national championship. <laughs> this guy's great. He loved Cal Perry. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what's in front of us. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's really fun to watch these guys. Um, it is I'm it glad is we fun. Don't, I'm it glad is we don't fun have, to watch these guys. I'm glad we don't have a ton of controversy to talk about this year. 
Like, it's pretty straightforward. We know who the guys are. We know what the role players are. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing we can argue about is, like, how many minutes Bolden gets versus Alex O'Connell. Yeah. It's not that big a deal when it comes to the nucleus of this team. Yeah. You know, I think I think sort of the objectives, like, from a team perspective, should be pretty clear at this point what they can do better, who can improve, how they can incorporate more of a, you know, it's... What I really like about the schedule is that the toughest parts aren't until, like, those tough stretches don't start until January 12th, which is, you know, three and a half weeks away. Yeah. And then even after that, there's another soft stretch. And then, like, the real tough stretch is down the end where there's two Carolina games at UVA. That stretch starts February 9th. That's, that's like, seven and a half weeks away. So we have and getting better and prac- maturing. And yeah, defense. watching game tape. So the team's good. Early I mean, in the semester, the there won't great. be any exams. Like we now have the next two months to really ball out. Yeah, really come together. Also, I sort of feel like our starting five or starting four, they can just focus on basketball now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope they do continue to go to class, of course, and, and get what they can get out of their time at Duke. I hope they're taking... Does Dean, does Dean Wilson still teach uh, History 91? It wouldn't shock me if he, if he still were. Um, nah, he can't be. Can't be. We're old, dude. Or, or do you think they're going to take the Ben Simmons route? I know. Doug. Second semester, he can just concentrate on basketball. <laughs> oh, man, that Ben Simmons route special no these guys are not ben simmons i mean i love i love ben as a pro but ben had really little interest in college basketball yeah. these guys seemingly love college basketball and that's why ben went to lsu and these guys came to duke sure uh, yeah sure <laughs> um all right dude anything else uh, anything you want to hit on anything in the nba oh austin rivers yeah, is he just unwanted? Austin Rivers gets, you know, for those who don't know, Austin signed sort of a decent medium contract with the Wizards in the oh, offseason. They signed him to a contract? Uh, I thought they just traded for him and he was playing out his contract that his dad gave him. Oh, is that what happened? Well, I guess I should know before I broadcast about it, right? Uh, oh, that makes sense. Did, did the Clippers trade him? Yes, once Doc Rivers was no longer yes. the GM. I see, you're correct. The, the incoming GM traded him. Okay, yeah, yeah you're, you are correct. So they trade him to uh, the Think Wiz. Thanksgiving dinner would be pretty rough if your dad traded you. The Wiz, the Wiz get, like, you know, they get a clean look at this guy who's talented and not that old. And a good defender. Really good defender. Like, Maybe not a great locker room guy. Well... He must be a really bad locker room guy. Although there's a lot of dysfunction on the Wizards franchise. So yeah. I don't know, you know, who the who the heck knows what goes on. But they basically get Trevor Ariza, right? They, they trade they trade away yeah. Ubre Jr., who's sort of a who's, young who's talented high, guy. Higher high upside. And for somebody who's on the decline, and it's not like the Wizards are going anywhere. I was sort of surprised by that also. and So the Suns immediately cut, just cut him. Austin Rivers. Uh, yeah. They don't want him on the team. Well, they don't, they're looking to develop young players. They weren't interested. In, and 
you know, he's going to clear waivers. Yeah. And reportedly the Grizzlies had interest, but then I think they backed off. Okay. Um, and as of now, I don't believe he's been signed anywhere. So he's another Duke guy who is, uh, for the most part, unwanted. Like, I feel Jaleel Okafor and Jabari Parker are the same, same thing. Are the Bulls are aggressively shopping him, right? The Bulls are aggressively shopping. Yeah, and like it's they're the not other playing one. Him in they they announced shop, right? that Jabari was out of the rotation yeah. when Laurie Markkinen came back. Yeah, like one, they don't want to win games. Really, they don't. Well, they okay. signed him to a two-year contract with the second year of the team option. Right, twenty and twenty. Right, and so he had a tryout essentially to be a main cog of their future, and he's even younger than Austin Rivers. Um, Right. And so, like, and he's from Chicago. See, but it must not have worked out. There must be just something about the guy. He's on record as saying something he plays about defense. defense. Yeah, uh, he doesn't play defense. The coach obviously doesn't envision him as. They, his, his they know knees, they're cutting his him. His knees might also be. Yeah, they know they're cutting him. Yeah. Because they're not going to give him that much money because he's not a good, not a good enough two-way player. Right. And I, I think the knee has become a big problem. They're saying he has no lateral movement. He can just sort of run back and forth. And obviously he can still get up and dunk. Yeah. And he can score. Because he's scoring. His efficiency is not that bad. But, right. Um, but both of these guys should be better, more valuable NBA players than it's turning out that they are. I think, I think Austin and, Rivers is going to get I mean, I think he is... Valuable. I mean, he should not be just sitting out there. He's going to get a look somewhere. He's, yeah. he's probably figuring out what to do. There's probably multiple teams that have interest in him. Uh, Good defender, long, maybe has uh, still a poor shot selector. I mean, I, I haven't seen him play live. I mean, I, I would imagine it, it must be the case that he's just not good for teams. Uh, teams yeah. don't think... There were, there were a ton of LA Clippers who came out and just completely trashed him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I never, I don't know. Um, he must not be the best teammate. He must sort of feel like a ball hog. Yeah. And a little bit of a showboat. But he's like, I mean, we're spending a decent amount of time on him. He's like an honorary dookie, right? He's not. He, you he, consider him to be? Of course. He, he, he was a big recruit for us. He, he, he won us a Carolina game. He, yeah. He was our best player of one year. I have one other NBA question for you. <clears throat> I am yeah. seeing that Luke Kennard is consistently starting. So was it just an injury thing when the year started and he was getting no no run, and then he's healthy now and now they're starting him, or what's going on? Uh, Kennard has played well, so I think he's earned some minutes. Yeah. And then I, I think also Detroit, had, I think they had somebody else that got injured. Okay, so it's just an opportunity thing. Uh, I, I, I wasn't really prepared to, to answer this question, but uh, it, it could be they're just giving him giving him. Sorry, I've heard that Reggie Bullock is on the trade market. Okay, um, so he's playing though. I mean, he's he's starting alongside Reggie Jackson and Reggie Bullock. Yeah, I know Stanley Johnson is sort of maybe getting less run. Okay, uh, Detroit's sort of an interesting situation. I mean. Basically, Kennard's competing for minutes, I guess, with Glenn Robinson, Stanley Johnson. Uh, and the Pistons are competitive, right? They're trying to win? Oh, yeah. They're trying okay. to win. They yeah. want to make the playoffs. And they're like a little bit above 500? 
Yeah, and what's nice about the situation is Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin, even Drummond Andre in the Griffin. post, they all create their own offense. Yeah. And they need a guy that's going to just knock down shots. Right. Kennard not only can knock down shots, but he does have a mid-range game. Yeah, he has a great and, mid-range game. And, you know, maybe we're going to see him surge and, and do it. Uh, you know, the issue is defense, but, you know, it'll Probably. be interesting to see what happens. I, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. Okay. Yeah. He's got a shot. It looks like he's, you know, he's got a live chance at becoming a decent NBA player. But we don't know. Maybe he's just sort of having a good week or two. Like, a lot of times in the NBA, guys get looks because they want to know. Yeah. They want to know, you know, how he meshes with the other guys. So maybe they'll give him a run for, for a month and then maybe, maybe you know, score some points, but they'll decide he actually isn't good for their, like, sort of net rating the way, you know, how he actually impacts the team on the court. Sure. On defense, right? And they might decide to go a different way or maybe maybe he ends up sticking there you know it's just hard to say yeah yeah uh there's a lot of a uh, lot of situational in the nba and he's only it's his second year no it's third yeah it's the second year no isn't it still second year <laughs> yeah maybe yeah i mean he did last year he, you know then yeah he did have an injury Last year he scored seven points a game and he played 20 minutes. This year he's playing 20 minutes a game so far. He started a bunch of games lately. So, yeah, maybe they got something in him. Maybe they're going to really... Uh... I see Frank Jackson's getting similar minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Frank Jackson's yeah, like become a like, rotation player in New yeah. Orleans. Okafor is just totally buried on the bench. It's yeah. Sad to see. It's sad. Um, you know, Parker. Yeah, Parker and Rivers... It just seems like more and more the NBA is rewarding defense and not offense. It's like uh, the flow of an offense. And so what I think is we're in danger of if it keeps kind of going bad for too many Duke players is people think we're, we're producing too many NBA busts. But on the other side, we have Zion. We have, you know, Jason yeah, Tatum. We got enough guys <clears throat> doing it. Yeah. But, but there really is like a string of these Duke players that they come out not, and they're just terrible defensive players in the NBA. You know, it's a, a disappointing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of proving proving out to do one way or the other for these guys. Uh, Carolina said they did beat Gonzaga, and they're going to be a force to reckon with. Yeah, I mean, it's, there are a lot of good teams, and a lot of these really good teams Kansas already good. have one or two losses. You know, yeah. like teams are just going to lose. Yeah, once every ten games, they're going to lose. I think it's going to be a great year in college basketball. A really great year in the ACC. Um, this team's fun. It's really fun. I, I really enjoy watching. Really enjoy rooting for them. Yeah. What do you got planned for uh, the holidays, Pete? Doing anything? California. What's in California? What are we doing there? Cryptic meeting. <laughs> Cryptic meeting? <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> you going to play? Uh, it's a combination of both. A few things. Okay. Private. Say no more. Say no more. We'll we'll save it for uh, for a future episode where we get into your private life. That'll be a great episode. Yeah, I'm staying in town. I'm staying in town for the holidays, and. Uh, you know, 
Just going to have some quiet time at home. Guess I have to watch NBA basketball. No Duke games. Watch it's just a long time. I'm actually not looking forward to this two-week stretch of uh, no Duke basketball. Yeah, I, don't, I guess we won't pod unless you want to do something. You know, we could throw in one of these special pods about our, you know, all-time whatever. Uh, lists. Yeah, we could do a list. You're actually uh, going to come up with a list and yeah. one. But once the SEC season starts, we're, we're going to be doing it, you know, every week for sure. A lot of, a lot of games to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Final Four, NCAA Championship, the whole works. Like our chances? I love you, our chances. I, do, I, I get the sense you think it's a given we're going to get there. It's never a given. It's all. It's a lot of luck. A lot of luck. A lot of short run luck in these games. You see it with the shooting. You know, like in the NBA, it's best out of seven. In the tournament, it's one and done. Yeah. So, you know, like I was saying, when I, we opened up the podcast, I was going to make the point that, and you, you rightly corrected me, we are not that great at shooting a team so far, right? Right. And that's probably who we are. We're not going to shoot 38% from three. We're going to, best case is probably 35, 36% as a team, right? Yeah. Right now, we're shooting 32 and a half. But so it's not like that. But the Rockets were one of the best shooting team in the NBA. One of the best shooting teams in the NBA last year. Yeah. And in you know Game Seven against the Warriors, they basically have a historically poor shooting uh, performance from oh, yeah. three. You remember yeah. that game? Yeah. What were they like? Man, they missed. They missed like twenty-two yeah. straight. Yeah. You know, and these are good NBA shooters. So even if you even if you're a good shooting team. You can always just go ice cold. Yeah. But we can actually change the strategy. Just take it to the basket. You know, create in other ways. Um, yeah. I was actually, when we went over 14, I was happy with... The uh, shots were five, decent. Five right? or six of them. I thought the shots were decent. Uh, they were a little early in the shot clock, but... Yeah. You know, Dick but Lentile was like, hey, abandon the three. Go I, I guess. Fine, I, I guess. I guess it's just... Because it wasn't it wasn't an isolated incident. It just seems like we start off a lot of games very poorly from three, and then we go back to what we're good at, which is attacking the basket, and that sets things up. You know, this team's really good at a lot of things. It's just minus one very important thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that'll do it. Uh, probably our last podcast for the year. So thanks yeah. everybody for for sticking with us and listening. Uh, and happy holidays happy holidays uh, you know be with family if you can it's important give be generous if you can give to charity if you can if you're able uh, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are less fortunate than us and I'm just really grateful that uh, have you in my life Peter running this podcast it's a good ending <laughs> it's a strong ending Alright, alright, go Duke and uh, happy holidays. See you guys.